Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Thank you for listening to Stoop Kids, a Hey Arnold podcast. If you were listening to this, you are tuning into the final episode of Stoop Kids. Uh, I do think it would be ill-advised to suggest that the door leading to the titular stoop will ever be uh, you know, permanently closed, but for the time being, at least, our journey will end here. What can you expect from us? Well, momentarily, we'll get into our fifth and final season recap, and we'll also give a bit of a, a recap for the series as a whole by means of ranking our favorite all-time episodes. It's going to be a good time, as it always is. I'm Cody Narvison, and you can find me on Twitter at Cody underscore BH. I'm Harry Mack, and you can hopefully find me on Twitter at Shiitake Harry. And I'm Emily Suey. You can find me on Instagram at Emily Suey. This episode was produced by our Greek mustachioed super producer, Jason Daphnis, and you can find him on Twitter at Nintendoofus. You can also keep up with the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at StoopKidsPod. And as a friendly reminder, that's kids spelled with a Z. Uh, we've got a couple categories. To jump into today, uh, if you're familiar with our previous season recaps, um, you know, traditionally we've had a, a whole a whole host of them, a whole slew of categories to dig into, um, rich with discourse. Um, we also have a lot of rich discourse in our uh, our episode by episode breakdowns of the show, um, and so we'll be kind of paring things down a little bit for our purposes today. We've got um, a, a category for season five that I think will be, uh, that'll serve as a pretty good platform to jump into a lot of the things that we loved most about season five. And then we'll have um, kind of our, our, you know, top all time A. Arnold episodes following that. Um, but first up here, favorite character moments from season five of Hey Arnold. Harry, we'll go to you first. What were your picks for character moments? The best of them. Thanks, Cody. Um, yeah, I just sort of, I kind of surprised myself with my, first of all, we only did three, which feels like not nearly enough in some ways, right? But like, you know, it's kind of like what you said about the, the recap, where it's like, we kind of talked about doing an entire series recap, and then we were like, oh, wait, we did that. It's the podcast Stoop Kids. Uh, and it took many, many hours. So you can listen to that if you're interested in a series recap. Um, not to be, that was sort of adversarial, which I didn't necessarily mean, but you know what I mean. Um that being said, I so some of these, I, I feel like season five was not my favorite season, but it was a really great season for little character moments. Um, like uh, my my first and the first one I thought of immediately was um, when Stinky Sid and, and Harold go on the lamb after they think they blew up the police station with the uh, bottle rocket. And they um, they hide out in Arnold's boarding house and to make sure Arnold doesn't rat on them they tie him up and gag him and leave him in the basement which is already one of the funniest things that happened in season five but just the, the cherry on top is that grandpa keeps coming down the stairs and he just thinks that arnold is quote-unquote playing secret agent by himself 
after having apparently tied and gagged himself in the basement. And so he makes sure to tell all the boarders not to help Arnold. So poor Arnold is just like down there by himself for hours tied up. And I think that like as an expression of, of both um, those three characters, Sid, Stinky and Harold and grandpa and the boarders. um, That was one of the funniest moments of season five for me. I loved it. Um, My second moment was Arnold confronting um, the dream Helga at the end of married. This was like a moment that I didn't actually really remember from the series. And um, I was surprised that I didn't because on revisitation, it felt really um, important, right? It kind of felt like, in some ways, the culmination of Arnold's whole character arc, right? Where he sort of like learns to stand up for and advocate for himself rather than just being sort of a impassive bystander, um, sort of letting things play out. He actually confronts Helgi, says like, it's not okay that you're treating me this way and I'm going to make this work because I'm me and you're going to have to help me. And he sort of like, it's a real moment of self-possession for Arnold where he recognizes his own quality and his own value and he also isn't afraid to stand up for himself um and i really like that i especially like it in a dream sequence because of the power of dreams as they've been explored in the series so that's a really great moment um and then finally another funny one um i love the episode suspended in general i think this is a really strong herald um season in general really strong herald series He's always stuck out as a great character to me, but like, wow, I, I forgot, like, it's kind of like Eugene, right? Where it's like, you you go back through all these episodes and you're like, these side characters are so good. They're so strong. They could carry their own shows, you know? Um, but Harold getting suspended and then immediately desperately wanting to be unsuspended and just all the hilarious things that he does while he's suspended to just really like bring home how the tedium of his suspension. But in particular, um, first him watching the Tokyo Economic Summit uh, on cable television during the day uh, was so funny to me. And then also when Arnold gets suspended and they end up watching it together <laughs> because they don't have anything else to do. Just the image of going back to that same Tokyo Economic Summit and then it's just Harold in the exact same position he was on the couch. But now Arnold is next to him and they both look bored and they're both watching it. What a like what a hilarious brick joke that was. Um, I just really loved that. So yeah, I mean, a lot of great moments, but those were the three that that um, got to me first. Um, Emily, what were some of your favorites and why? Man, those are all really really good moments, Harry. Uh, I especially was thinking about the on the lamb moments and uh, suspended as well, but I was trying to pull some other moments out that were my favorites from season five. Um, also, since it's our last episode, I'm going to crack open this beer here real quick and get Let's to go. it. I'm not sure if that was on mic at all. I don't really have a mic so no, much it, as I have it, it air, really came air through. buds. Yeah, and if you are, um, uh, if you were the the students in um, Ms. Demuth's classroom, that is a, a can of of grape juice that Emily is <laughs> drinking, and you know what? It's pretty good. Uh, I don't I don't want to speak for you, Emily, but that seems like a very rich flavor of of fruit beverage thank you yes it is very g-rated beverage um so one of my favorite moments of the season five was an episode was old iron man so where grandpa phil and jimmy kafka his best friend slash rival his lifelong best friend slash rival um are competing against one another in what's known as the old iron man competition 
um, a competition that involves man-eating sharks and does all of the events in like the backwards order, which would um, cause some people to drown by the end of the uh, competition. But anyway, I love the montage where Grandpa and Jimmy are both practicing for the old Iron Man uh, contest. And there's so many things they're doing. But one of them is Jimmy Kafka gets the refrigerator out of their house and has it strapped to his back to like walk around town with a fridge. And of course, he's like falls over right away. We see Grandpa running around kind of like Rocky style. But at one point, he goes up and visits Arnold in his room, and he gets a styrofoam cup and starts pouring Arnold's uh, aquarium into the styrofoam cup. So he's, like, chugging aquarium water in his grandson's room, just, like, sweating it out. Uh, yeah, that episode is just really funny. And so I, I love the um, the back and forth between those two characters and Grandpa being as amazing as he is and so hilarious. Uh, the two are just, yeah, really funny and play off each other well. So I loved the, all of those moments that whole episode. I also really liked when Principal Warts and Mr. Simmons had a huge show-stopping disco performance at the bar in Hillwood. Um, that was in the episode Principal Simmons. Their outfits, let me just pull up a screenshot here. They have, like, Mr. Simmons has, like, a little strawberry-looking hat on. Uh, Warts has, like, the full white leisure suit and the big gold belt buckle. Uh, they just, they look amazing, and we didn't know it until this episode, but Warts is a disco king, and we stand him, as well as Mr. Simmons, his um, trusty sidekick in that performance. Uh, yeah, so great one, Principal Simmons. Also just a fun episode because we have a lot of, um, I don't know, good looks at PS 118 where the kids have like taken over the school and it's like basically falling apart and Simmons is is their uh, principal for the day. So uh, that is another top moment of the season. And then my one last one I wrote down other than my honorable mention, I will quickly shout out where all the kids violent shenanigans at the start of the April Fool's Day episode. Uh, The tone of that was like a little different than we're used to seeing. The kids were a little more aggressive than we're ever used to seeing. But the way they wrote it was so funny to me um, because it's like boom, bang, boom, like one right after the next. Um, Right away you have, uh, let me see, I got to find the screenshot quick. You've got... Um, so Arnold and Gerald walking into PS 118, it's covered in like streamers, Joey, that one kid we never got to know. He's hanging from a light, the flagpole with his pants down. Um, we see Harold and Peapod kid with like Harold pulled a prank on him with fake gum or something. And Peapod kids got like black goo pouring out of his mouth. Uh, we see Rhonda. <laughs> pretend to give Curly a smooch and then immediately slap him so hard that his glasses fly off and shatter. And I have a ridiculous screenshot of that moment, like the animation. Again, not even a prank, just assault. That's just assault. (laughs) Just straight up so violent. That was was Curly, right? He had it coming. Thank you, Counselor. (laughs) And we see Eugene, of course, falls over because someone tied his shoes and he's got his underwear sticking out. It just like it hap- they all happen so fast, but 
that scene made me laugh really hard. And I think it was, yeah, just really well done and well paced. Very funny episode again. So a lot of my favorite moments are just the funniest ones, I guess, that we've had this season. Um, and my honorable man- mention then goes to Grandpa for his deep affection for Helga's locket in the episode Helga's Locket. Um, he can't stop beaming about it and telling everyone in the entire city that he has a locket with his grandson's picture in it, something that no one gives a shit about, but he loves it so much and we love him for it and uh, very funny and great. Um, but yeah, Cody, what were your favorite moments of season five? Your favorite character moments, rather. Yeah, no, thank you very much, Emily. Uh, both of you had a couple um, like uh, honorable mentions. One, other ones that I was kicking around. Um, uh, the, the Arnold confronting Helga in you know, the dream version and married the all the suspended antics, all of the old Iron Man antics. The, the disco performance, all of those were like going through my notes again from the season. I was like, you know what? Even if we came out colder for like the episodes as a whole, there are a lot of great, fun character moments peppered throughout the season. And I ended up gravitating towards some that I think by and large are like par for the course as far as um, like my kind of picks. The, uh, the first one that I have is um, I just wrote down Helga's sailor outfit in Big Sis. And so Big Sis throughout you know this uh, this endeavor of covering every episode of hey arnold i really felt myself gravitating toward i I mean as i usually do with tv and and movies and books and things like um sibling dynamics and how those relationships fluctuate and build over time um you know and uh, the ways in which they you really spin out of control as is the case with hey arnold um or not even spin out of control but just like never never (laughs) Spin out of control by means of like never improving um, in the way that, that we would maybe want to. And then, you know, Helga and Olga in their own respective ways coming to that realization. Season five plays a lot of that for gags, um, as we you know talked about in a few of the Pataki centric episodes. And in no moment is that you most clear to me as or, or you know, the viewer period as when, you know, o- uh, Olga offers to take Helga on this like rowing trip that Olga and Lila are going on and Helga has high hopes. It's just, it's not a smash cut, but it's, it's like a, a, like an edit that like shows Helga in the same posture, but her expression has changed to something that's more sour. Uh, and her outfit is this dumb little sailor uniform. So it's like, it's funny in itself. And it's also just the point of no return for this sibling relationship is beyond like what Helga would consider to be repair. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't have fun with this. Uh, and we, I think we do genuinely have fun with that where Elga, uh, Elga, Elga, the palmerization version of Olga and Helga. Olga is, um, you know, is almost like a satirical um, character in the couple of episodes that she has in season five. But that moment specifically, it got a big laugh for me. And as the rest of season five played out, um, I really... I recalled that moment as like, yeah, like the show was telegraphing a certain something and um, I I enjoyed it. I was condemned with it. And I thought it was really funny. Uh, next moment I have is um, a little more wholesome and optimistic. Uh, it's from Ernie and Love. It's uh, when Arnold uh, in a very, in a classic sort of Arnold moment is boosting Ernie's confidence before he goes on his big date. Um, not a, uh, not a whole lot uh, of like compared, like comparative to my last uh, character moment, not a whole lot of like flowery sentiment to give other than it just felt so in tune with, um, I feel like I'm invoking the phrase, hey, like the Hey Arnold DNA. Um, we've brought that up a lot, uh, especially season four and particularly season five. And just kind of thinking about, you know, the moments 
and sentiments that really laid the groundwork for the rest of the show to grow and flourish. And Arnold in just like no, you know, in, in, in no, like very, you know, straightforward, there's no other sentiment playing into it. He's not trying to deceive Ernie. He really truly believes these, you know, that he's, 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 you know, he's gassing him up. He, he, in that moment, you know, he loves his guy. He wants to see him go on, on his date and for the date to be successful. He's encouraging him. He's sidestepping all the creepy like artwork in Ernie's apartment. Um, which, you know, may be problematic of Arnold to, to ignore that and not report that to the authorities for Ernie being a, a stalker. Um, but it's a nice moment uh, in a vacuum. I, I really particularly uh, enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I, I, that's uh, another episode that I, that I ended up upon reflection, really enjoying from this season. And I, I know we had a great conversation about it, but I, I really liked that moment in that episode and a similar tone of, of heartwarming nature. Um, Harold defending Patty at the end of the episode, Harold versus Patty. There are there are a lot of different flavors of characters on Hey Arnold. Uh, I know that's uh, I know that's a blunt statement, but let me continue. Keep it down. Let me go, uh, and I'll explain. So there are characters that are endearing, in part because they never quite get it. Right? We we'll, we have like a Rhonda episode, and Rhonda will like make some progress, and then she'll like either display that she doesn't quite get it or she might genuinely get it and then revert to a certain behavior by the end of the episode. And you know what? I think we all like really enjoy Rhonda episodes and Rhonda the character. And so that like, that's part of like a big reason why we are endeared to that character. Sid is uh, a bit of a scumbag, but kind of the same deal. Like he, he never, he never quite gets it. Um, But that's like part of the reason that's part of why he's so fun. Harold is an extremely multifaceted character and he is a character who comes to get it in episodes, uh, not necessarily every episode that is devoted to Harold, but when when it's a Harold episode, Harold is the star. And when Harold gets it, I find myself very enthused and happy to be watching Hey Arnold. I just really love watching Harold get it. He learns what he needs to do. He has this great dynamic with the character Patty. Um, and in this episode, uh, you know, about, you know, arm wrestling in competition and fragile male egos for him to exert violence upon his friends who are uh, not being super cool uh, about Patty and Harold's friendship to Patty. I, I, I love to see Harold bopping them on the heads and putting them in their place. Um, violence is, is not good. It might even get you suspended from Twitter, but sometimes it's okay. Um, when you're bopping your friends on the head for for being real um poop heads, but that's those are my favorite character moments from the season. I will probably, you know, as is the case with any of these, I'll probably think of different character moments that I should have included, you know, any given day when I think back on the season. But but that's where I've settled, and a, a certainly certainly a less uh, conflicting category for us to to contend with. The top five episodes of the entire series of Hey Arnold. Spoilers, just kidding. This was really difficult for me. Um, I would love to hear how difficult it was for y'all um, to ensure that we all shared the same pain. But we've got five episodes, again, from the full series of Hey Arnold. Harry, we'll go to you first. What were your picks for your five, your top five Hey Arnold episodes? Yeah, thanks, Cody. I definitely agree with the difficulty to the point that, um, unfortunately, I'm sorry if this disappoints the <laughs> the listener, these aren't ranked 
in any particular order. I took top five as like a literal suggestion, as in these are just five of my favorite episodes, maybe my five favorite episodes, but I'm not ranking them one through five. I guess listeners at home, you can rank them for yourself uh, or whatever. But my number five was Helga's Love Potion. Um, that's an early, uh, relatively early one. I think it's episode 36A. I, I believe that season two. Um, definitely one of my favorite episodes. I just love that. It's it's an early sort of discovery for Helga about the fullness of what her crush on Arnold represents. Um, not only in terms of what she loves about Arnold, but also what she loves about herself what she's using the crush in reality to do for herself, what she's using it to preserve in herself, to um, cherish in herself. Um, I think that makes it one of the most um, meaningful episodes of the entire series, in my opinion. Um, and I find it really poignant and really moving. Um, just the the conceit of the episode, right? This idea that, that Helga has this almost feverish, almost manic... Um, creativity that is driven by Arnold and her obsession with him. And then when she makes it go away, quote unquote, she can't find that anymore. And the world just appears very banal and boring to her. And then, of course, for her to, to understand at the end that it never really went away. And the extension of that being that actually her creativity never really went away. And just because she, she needs to sort of process it through Arnold right now doesn't mean that it's not a part of her, doesn't mean that it's not um, her true self, right? And I think that, um, and spoilers, right? I guess I'll, I'll go straight to my, my next one, which is Helga on the Couch 78. Again, not ranked in any order. Otherwise, I think this one might be on the very top. Um, not totally sure, but, you know, that's that's Helga sort of confronting and the show confronting the the full scope of Helga's feelings and um, confronting Helga confronting that like her crush is not wrong, right? It doesn't make her bad. In fact, the only thing that's problematic about it, if you will, is, is her denial of it that makes her act out in violent ways. And in fact, a way toward her being healthy is not to reject her crush and move on from it or deny it, but to embrace it and to see it as something that is natural and okay and healthy, which is how we get the really great ending with the lemons that look like Arnold's head. And she just sort of like winks at him instead of running away from them. Um, that's just a great episode. Um, I, I love an episode that sort of like dispenses with almost metaphor, right? Like that episode really puts it all out on the couch, so to speak. Um, and it just like, it really brings home that Helga is just one of the greatest characters in fiction. <laughs> in my opinion, certainly my favorite character on the show. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I, completely love that episode. I think it's one of the great character studies, especially the fact that it is made for kids. It can be understood by kids. It is speaking to kids. And yet I, I found it exactly as poignant and resonant and powerful as a, you know, a 30 year old, um, as I, as I did when I saw it for the first time. Um, and I, I recognized it as important the first time I saw it and still do, you know, um, what, what more can you ask for from a show, right? It's, it's so guiding and beautiful. Um, speaking of beautiful episodes, um, Parents' Day is definitely up there for me. I think, spoilers, that's probably going to show up a lot. Uh, but 
Um, we talked a lot about specifically the interlude in the, I believe the middle of the episode where Arnold has the dream where he sort of realizes everything that his grandparents have done for him and are doing for him. And he has that great sequence where he gets in the, um, the plane that they had been piloting and pilots it himself sort of representing that it's now his honor and his responsibility to carry forward their dreams for him and their love for him into the world and put it out into other places and sort of um, of his own accord and in, in using his own agency consciously like construct the person he wants to be um, that I find unbelievably um, moving and like such a great um, metaphor for what it means to come of age, what it means to sort of, internalize what you've learned from the people you love and what that means um, and what you can and should do with it. Um, I, I think that parents day along with the journal and Helga on the couch, they're sort of episodes that like really drive at the core theme of Hey Arnold as a series, which is so much about how it's both possible and inevitable that you will carry forward these beliefs and these values and these um, dreams that you have about who you are and, and what the world can be into the future and that they can still be important to you and, and that they still are meaningful and, and they can still drive hope and make the world a better place, etc. Um, just like such a pro-social message that I find so powerful. Um, so I guess it's probably not like Super surprising that I also did Arnold's Christmas. This one's kind of a nostalgic one for me um, because me and my sister and my dad watch it every single year uh, around Christmas. Um, just like the ultimate sort of manifest, maybe the ultimate manifestation of the Helga Arnold dynamic where Arnold is the dreamer, right? And Helga is like the engine that makes the dreams actually come true. But she loves and respects the idea so much that she'll go to great lengths to make it happen and to validate that. Um, it's just, it's a really brilliant depiction of, of their love and of what is possible in the world. If you don't sort of give up on that almost childlike, I think she calls it ridiculous hope. And you in, instead sort of like use it to inform what is possible and what you can do and who you can be. Um, I find that episode unbelievably moving i think that the the ending in particular gets me weeping like a baby every time i see it and uh um i think it's it's maybe the emotional sort of um apex of the series in a lot of ways um which is a wild thing to say because so many of these episodes get me there um so definitely definitely arnold's christmas probably the best holiday episode ever made of anything at least in my opinion. Um, and then last, and it's kind of wild that um, my last one is, is field trip to B. That's literally the second episode, the second half of the second episode of the series, which in and of itself is wild that they like, they had it nailed right from like the very start. Right. That's, that's kind of incredible, but yeah, you know, lockjaw and this idea that um, I think the, the metaphor of lockjaw and the disillusionment of lockjaw and how Arnold takes that disillusionment and does it something with it to be restorative, right? To, to, he makes the conscious decision that he is going to remake the world into the sort of vision of what it was when he was younger. It's sort of a perfect vision, uh, metaphor for the themes of Hey Arnold as a series as a whole, right? This idea that 
what we believe and, and what we learned as children can still be true. We just have an active role to play in it, um, in who we choose to be and what we choose to do with with what we've learned from the people we love. Um, so that's, it's a really brilliant episode for that. It's, it's really affecting. Um, it's, it's kind of one of the very first episodes I think of when I think of the series, I think even now after having rewatched all of the episodes, I still feel that way. Um, which just kind of goes to show how powerful it is. And um, on top of everything else, it has Groove Remote in it, which is probably the best piece of music that Jim Lang wrote for the series, um, at least in my opinion. So uh, really like just the best of the best. So those are my top five. And I want to hear, um, Emily, what, what you have to say about your top five now. Well, uh, we do have a lot of the same top five, of course, because we have great taste in the best episodes in the series. Um, yeah, I so I thought of this as just like top of my head, which episodes came to me first, because I knew looking at the whole list of all of the episodes, which are in our very well-organized Google Doc. Thank you, Cody, uh, for the Google Doc. Um, <laughs> there's so many great episodes, right? There's so many. There's over what 200 or there are 200 episodes basically because you have the a and the b so there's somewhere around like 200 amazing episodes of this cartoon um so i just was thinking all right what's coming to me top of my mind and regardless of if they're all in the same season or whatever but looking back at them now i can see which seasons i guess are my favorites um but go i'll kind of go backwards i sort of have them in an order but not really, but kind of. But anywho, uh, from season one, Mugged, which is episode 9A. Uh, we talked to our friend Drew Tenenbaum about that episode. Uh, I love that episode for its just really fun approach to Arnold and Grandma's relationship. And we learn all of her like goofy wisdoms and how Arnold can become a bit stronger. And... Uh, I think back a lot to a point Drew made on the episode about like that initial interaction where Arnold has uh, knocks the pants off of some poor guy basically in that alley. Um, just thinking about like as a kid seeing that type of thing and being like, wow, you know, like my actions really affect other people. And that's like a big lesson to take uh, from it as a kid or as anyone. But it's just a, a really fun episode that also deals with that heavier um, core to it of what it means to just be a person in the world, to be a kid in the world. Um, and it deals with like city life in a cool way. And Arnold just like getting on the bus at night by himself, getting mugged, all of that. Uh, so cool for like a little kid in a big city and just so much, but grandma, especially and Arnold have a really, wonderful relationship and i think that is exemplary on mugged um i've also got arnold's thanksgiving which is from season three episode 56 we talked to our super producer jason daphnis uh about that one arnold's thanksgiving is one of my favorite holiday episodes there's obviously arnold's christmas that harry um talked about uh so eloquently but for arnold's thanksgiving i love that it handles like the melancholy tone of the series 
really well, even just in the art direction and the way they've drawn up the sky and the weather around them. It's kind of an episode of just Arnold and Helga hanging out, which doesn't happen a whole lot in the series, too. It's just them on a walk throughout the whole episode and kind of getting to know each other a bit better and seeing each other's um, troubles and families and all of that kind of like thinking out loud about their own struggles and uh, in really cool ways. And it's a great look at the non-traditional families that are such a core part of the show. So I love Arnold's Thanksgiving. We also have a little queer representation in there with the nod to Mr. Simmons having a partner. Um, So that's pretty neat too, especially for, you know, a 90s cartoon show on a a kid's network. Um, Next, I wrote down Helga on the Couch, which of course is just phenomenal. Uh, Harry said it well already with how great it is, but... Um, I'll just also mention Dr. Bliss, the child psychologist character, is so expertly written. Um, she has this huge, uh, like, empathetic side and is, like, so such a great psychologist to Helga and such a great person in Helga's life for the series. Like, a really important adult figure that Helga comes across and can actually, like, um, hug and want to see again and open up to about her feelings and all of the things that she keeps hidden and in deep buried in her closet with the shrine and everything. Uh, we also see like the whole story of why Arnold means so much to Helga from that moment of them in the rain and Arnold holding out his umbrella. And we see all the little kids at the daycare, uh, PS 118 cuties, <laughs> in their daycare uh, finest clothes. But yeah, just a great episode. Really, really beautiful episode and um, a very moving one for the series. Uh, Also moving, Harry mentioned this one as well, but we got Field Trip, uh, which I also think is like the first episode I think of when I think of the series. Uh, that is season one, episode two B, as Harry noted. So, like, just right away, they were knocking it out of the park with this show and what they wanted to accomplish with the characters and themes. Um, it's just gorgeous too. It's so pretty to look at the way they drew up the aquarium, uh, the funny side character moments, the security guard that's running around taking at kids' skateboards, like. Um, Lockjaw himself is such a memorable character, the turtle. Um, and there's a really fun energy and like adventurous energy inside to Grandma and Arnold. It's got the Blues Brothers energy going with it when they're in the car and she's driving them back to the aquarium. They have this like, uh, yeah, mission from God type of thing with saving Lockjaw from the aquarium. And it's, it's really fun. And there's also a lot of sweetness to it. But I love Graham as the character, and so I had to shout out the Mugged and Field Trip episodes as um, those, are, of course, are my some of my favorites because of Grandma being so great of a character. Um, and then, uh, of course, we got Parents' Day. So as far as episodes in the series go, the series itself is, like, you know, pretty sad, can be pretty melancholy, can be pretty heavy. We have Parents' Day, which just, like, makes you sob. <laughs> But in a in a really good way, and like in a way that's I don't know, so meaningful to the series. Um, we have Arnold's grandparents being like the core 
adults in the show and we know how much he cares for them and how much they care for him but to actually see how that whole arc played out and what they mean to him what they've done for him and sacrificed and how much they mean to Arnold and how he can put aside some grief and such for his parents even because of the love he has for the grandparents and um yeah it's just an episode that makes you sob though <laughs> so i think the series though in general it it'll make you laugh and it'll make you cry Cody, what are your top five favorite episodes of Hey Arnold? Oof. Uh, thank you, Emily. Thank, thank you, Harry, as well. Thank you both for characterizing your favorite episodes of the series. Uh, again, very daunting task putting this list of five together. I basically would I so minor listed out in order. Uh, I'm going to list them in order of release date, um, or I should say production code order. Um, there we go. As I say, literally every episode, uh, they're going to be production code order. Um, so starting with the, um, you know, the early season one episodes, if there are any, Ooh, no, there will be spoilers. Um, and, and then going from there, I, it was tough because I knew that there were a few like Titanic monolithic episodes that are so important to the series. And uh, like, not just saying that because, because like they're great episodes, they're great at like artistic achievements. Um, and in some cases they also mean a lot to my sort of relationship with the show. Um, and the kind of balancing that with the episodes that, you know, when I think of, uh, specific images from the show, or I think about episodes that I'm, you know, most likely to revisit, or when I, th- when I watch any given episode of Hey Arnold, what is, you know, one, like the, some of the most likely episodes for me to think of and be like, oh, the DNA for this episode is found in this other thing. And that's something that I can appreciate a lot. So a lot of things went into it. I'm sure, again, because of how I am, I'm sure this very technical uh, and empirical approach to determining the top five will be overwritten depending on my mood any given day because there are a lot of great episodes of this show. There's a lot on the co- cutting my cutting room floor. You should see it. It's, it's a mess in there. Um, there's a lot of good stuff down there. But delaying the inevitable here, my top five, again, starting from the earliest in production code order, First up, episode 6B, which is snow. Um, episode 6A was heat. Um, that did not make the cut. It was uh, just to contextualize it. You have the heat and snow episodes. Uh, I feel like I said, I didn't, I didn't go back and listen to it, but I feel like, um, one of our mendery, uh, our many ponderings over the course of that episode, maybe uh, I think one of the things that I know was on my mind was, is there any other episode of Hey Arnold that approaches snow as far? Like it's such a, it's such a unique, curio of an episode um i don't know if the like the feel that is put forth in snow i don't know if any other episode of the show particularly touches it is like in my mind very um very visually driven which isn't to say that there isn't a story there's a very important through line it's one of the few like um uh, episodes where there is even the semblance of animosity between arnold and his grandfather like not that you know not that there's any like serious conflict but just like there there's this um motif of just like in like intragenerational conflict and understanding uh and like respect that um like that is 
again, there's not like a, like they have a snow day. There's a snowfall. Um, there's not a lot of snow in this series, but they have it. They really go all in on the imagery um, and like the little bit of like emotional uh, like narrative that they have is like really super well done. Uh, I think about snow a lot, um, and I I don't know. I, I really love that episode. And funnily enough, the next episode on my list uh, is is also an all time banger. Um, for me, um, perhaps others here as well that d- that didn't make the cut, but it is literally the next episode, uh, um, episode seven A, Operation Ruthless. This is one of those that, um, on top of us, kind of like casually referencing in, in other episodes because there are episodes where they, you know, they try and do an Operation Ruthless thing. It's just like, why would you do that when Operation Ruthless already exists? Um, just like on top of all that, it is um, it, it is an episode that is that is playing the hits it, the, by I think by this point. I don't know, just in the early goings, you know, we y'all have called out other episodes, um, field trip being one of them, um, uh, it mugged also being one of them. Just in the early goings, them really exerting the you know Craig and friends exerting a certain confidence and getting into this rhythm of just knowing where to take the story, how to utilize whatever environments they create, what characters to throw in to like make for like captivating narrative buoys. You know, like the kind of what's up. You know, who are we gonna put or rather on which characters are, are we going to balance these subplots? Um, oh, you know, it'd be great if, you know, this episode ends just a little icing on the cake, Gerald and Phoebe leaving the the cheese festival together, just like little things like that. There's a mastery on display in operation ruthless that really stands out to me. Um, that is, I think to a lesser extent compared to some of the other episodes I'll, I'll hit on here. That is one that has been in the back of my mind for years as like, you know, one of the Hey Arnold episodes. It's, it's one that I, um, think of a lot when I just think of the series as a whole. Um, so yeah, I love Operation Ruthless. Uh, I also love Parents' Day, episode sixty. Um, nothing new there. I don't know what else I can really contribute to to that discourse. Harry and Emily articulated uh, the uh, you know kind of what m- makes that episode so great, super well. We also did a full episode on it um, where we we go all in. Uh, a lot of big feelings on uh, big feelings on that episode as well. I'm I'm sure. Um, don't ask me. I'm too afraid to go back and revisit it um, because feelings are scary sometimes. But Parents' Day, it's the, I mean, you could maybe think of it as, at the very least, the first high point. I don't want to say it's the climax necessarily of Arnold's, um, like, emotional development uh, and him kind of self-actualizing. But as, I mean, as uh, my my fellow co-hosts have said, uh, it is the show's, you know, really, you know, the, the pot has been simmering for a while and it, you know, it explodes in this episode as far as, you know, like, what, like, let's lay out you know, specifically the ways in which, you know, like non-traditional families are special, specifically this non-traditional family. These are all the ways in which grandpa, Arnold's grandpa and Arnold's grandma um, rule, you know, they're the best. Uh, these are all the things that they've done from, they they tap into some really great um, imagery on this episode. They tap into Arnold's psyche, you know, his, his dreamscape, his imagination, which is another incredibly important motif for the series that they, that they use here. Um, Parents' Day is great. Uh, shout out to Parents Day, uh, and also shout out to Helga on the Couch, episode seventy-eight. Um, again, nothing super unexpected. If you had listened to that episode and have been keeping up with the podcast since the beginning, this, um, you know, we were hyped to to talk about it ever since we started uh, the podcast, and it comes up every so often since we uh, since we recorded on it. It is the most important episode for arguably the main character of the series uh pr- probably the most fascinating character of the series um it's a great 
deep dive into Helga's psyche, Helga's development as a character. I don't know what else I need to say on it. Again, y'all have characterized that episode super well. Helga on the couch is, um, I don't know. I, I it kind of look lurking online. It seems to be like again, one of the high points for, for other folks as well. So I don't think that'll be a super divisive thing. Helga on the couch is, is a really extraordinary episode. My final pick for my top five is the journal. Um, which eh, that's cheating because it's 99 and 100. I'm just kidding. Nobody would ever say that. Um, but uh, the journal, as is the case with um, Parents Day, those are two, and I already kind of went all in on this in a previous episode, but um, those two are extremely important um, as lifelines for me for kind of refinding Hey Arnold uh, throughout the the various emotional trajectories of, of my life. Um, I and I guess come to think of it, you know, looking through these episodes that <laughs> I trend towards episodes of Hey Arnold that have uh, shades of um, tones turning into, you know, something of a bummer. Uh, <laughs> I like, I like, uh, I like the sad episodes of Hey Arnold. That is, I mean, that is literally how I came to rediscover it. Um, you know, I wanted to, to feel that sadness. And I knew even from a young age that Hey Arnold was a show um, that, uh, made me feel okay with feeling sadness. Um, whether it was, you know, with regards to even just like watching Arnold and his makeshift family kind of, you, you know, remember, uh, remember Arnold's parents or just kind of make sense of, of their current familial, familial situation. Um, if I was, you know, wanting to feel sad about venturing out of my parents' house for the first time as I, it, you know, went off to, to college, whatever the case was, um, hey Arnold was there that, um, that dip into the melancholy is a huge draw for me. Um, it was a huge draw for me. It continues to be a huge draw for me. And that's why the journal is so kind of fundamental to my relationship with the show. And also, um, just as, as like another fun ingredient to this mix, I am for whatever reason, really particularly fascinated by how works, whether it's TV shows, movies, books, um, CDs, how like the decisions that go into like the finales, the conclusions of those things. Um, and there are a lot of, as we talked about last week, there are a lot of um, like really fascinating choices that play into the journal, um, the types of things that, you know, Craig and friends understanding that they had a movie that they wanted to, to jump off into next, how, next, how that played into it. I, it makes for as great of an episode it is, I think it is also genuinely fascinating on that front, just thinking about kind of where they were coming from when they made it. So um, yeah, I don't know. I love the journal. I love all five of the episodes I just listed. I love all the episodes that Emily and Harry said as well. Um, those are all winners. Uh, there are very few misses in the bunch. We're not going to invoke them by name here because this is meant to be a happy day. But um, that's uh, that's my top five. Um, I will now, <laughs> I had no idea for how to transition to this next thing. Cause it's just going to be me continuing to talk, but, uh, you know, these, these episodes, these top fives, they're, they're made up of, of episodes of Hey Arnold. Uh, each of these episodes had, uh, an episode discussion, an episode of the podcast, Stoop Kids, a Hey Arnold podcast dedicated to, uh, to that, um, to uh, each of those episodes and on, I, I didn't do the math on many of those episodes. Uh, it kind of varies depending on the season. Some seasons like season two, we were kind of, you know, I, I think kind of procedural and kind of going through the motions. And it was also a shorter season. And we looked up and like, whoops, we didn't get a ton of guests. Um, but a, a lot of the seasons after that, we were much better about getting guests. Uh, and, but a lot of those, these episodes had guests. We want to, you know, we, we've spent uh, time in each of the episodes that they were on shouting them out. 
I'm going to do the thing that is very conducive to a podcast format and list out all of our guests in alphabetical by last name order uh, and call out the episodes that they were on. So, and I'll try to put on good podcast voice so that this is not grating to listen to. Um, if uh, you know any of these people, uh, I guess a lot of these people are either Emily's family members or our friends from Minneapolis. But if you know any of these people, um, you hear their name, you hear an episode, you know, go ahead and find it in the feed. Uh, there's a really good chance that the, the name that, you know, any given name that you hear did a good job in the episode because all of our episodes brought great insights. We're extremely thankful for them. This podcast would not have been, uh, would not have reached nearly the heights that it did if not for the insights, uh, coming from those, those fine folks who hopped on like with us. So without further ado, starting from the top, we have Sophie Blumenstock, who's on episode 12A, DOS Subway. Next, Hannah Borenstein, who is on episode 50, Casa Paradiso, Gerald's Tonsils, episode 77, Helga's Masquerade, Mr. Green Runs, and episode 90, Arnold Visits Arnie and Chocolate Boy. Next, we have Erica Sui, who is on episode 51A, Phoebe Takes the Fall, and 93A, On the Lamb. Next, Ryan Sui, who is on episode 87, Beaned Old Iron Man. Next up, super producer Jason Daphnis who's on episode 15A, Olga Comes Home, and episode 56, Arnold's Thanksgiving. Next, uh, I believe rounding out the family day, Emily, we have uh, Ellie DeMuth, who was on episode 51B, The Pig War, and episode 93B, Family Man. Next up, Allegra Frank, who was on episode 65, The Beeper Queen, Oscar Can't, sorry, Oscar Can't Read, uh, and episode 94, Phoebe's Little Problem, Grandpa's Packard. Next, Evelyn Frick, who is on episode 12B, Weezen Ed. Next, Dylan Gerber, who is on episode 72, Back to School, Egg Story, and 90, uh, episode 98, April Fool's Day. Next, Odell Harmon Jr., who is on episode 47, Dangerous Lumber, Mr. Wingo's Country. Next, Nikki Horowitz, who is on episode 39, Eugene Goes Bad, What's Opera Arnold? Episode 55, Arnold and Lila, Grand Prix. Episode 64, Big Gino, Jamie O in Love. And episode 88, Ghost Bride, Gerald versus Jamie O. Uh, next up, a little nepotist herself, Charlie Mackin, uh, who is on oh, a lot here. Uh, episode 8A, The List. Episode 20, Arnold's Christmas. Episode 46B, Helga and the Nanny. Episode 60, Parents' Day. Episode 78, Helga on the Couch. And episode 89, Suspended, Ernie in Love. Uh, next, Dan Nagan, uh, who is on episode 17, False Alarm, World Records. Episode 40, Arnold's Halloween. Episode 53, Sid's Revenge, Roller Coaster. Episode 58, Helga's, uh, Helga's Show, uh, sorry, uh, and then The Flood. Episode 66, Headless Cabby, Friday the 13th. Episode 73, Weird Cousin, Baby Oscar. And episode 86, Helga's Locket, Sid, and Germs. Quite a collection for Dan. Uh, would not have expected anything different. Uh, Kyle Olson up next, who's on episode 8B, Haunted Train. Next, Wayne Stainrook, who was on uh, episode 10, door number 16, Arnold is Cupid. Episode 52, Best Man, Cool Party. And episode 59, School Play. Got a couple more here. Uh, Drew Tenenbaum up next, uh, episode 9. Mugged, Roughin' It, Episode 22, Hall Monitor, Harold's Bar Mitzvah, Episode 48, Arnold's Room, Helga vs. Big Patty, Episode 54, Grandpa's Birthday, Road Trip, 
episode 68, Love and Cheese, Weighing Harold, and episode 83, Bag of Money, Principal Simmons. And last but not least, Seth Zarati, who is on episode 15B, Sally's Comet, episode 57, Girl Trouble, School Dance, the season three bonus episode, The Sound of 1998, colon, Reviewing, Now That's What I Call Music, volume one, uh, episode 75, Monkey Man, uh, Buses, Bikes, and Subways, and episode 96, Married. Uh, and as, as a special postscript to this, uh, one other guest we had, maybe you've heard of him, Craig Bartlett. Uh, he graced us with two interviews, one as we were leading into season two, and then another one later as we were leading into season four. Extremely gracious uh, to have him on. Great guy, uh, fascinating, genuinely illuminating to talk to. Uh, he's so much fun. Uh, shout out to Craig. Shout out to uh, the rest of our guests as well. Again, this um, project would not have been nearly as worth it if we if we didn't have you know the the bandwidth and opportunity to to get all y'all on whenever we could and um and kind of hear from your perspectives what you what you think of the show here kind of your relationship with hey arnold uh up to this point that was hugely invaluable to all of our readings of the show as well so ooh, thank you for that um with that uh i will now open the floor to uh you know we'll round table some final thoughts Harry, we'll go to you first. Um, what's on your mind? What would you like to get out there as we as we bring this baby to a close? Man, uh, there's so much to say. I'll try not to go on and on. Um, first of all, I said it last episode too, but thank you to everybody. Thank you to my co-hosts. Um, started we started this because I wanted to hang out with them, and it's been so meaningful to me to be able to do just that. Um, shout outs to all of our guests. Um, just listening to Cody recite that, uh, made me so nostalgic. I want to go back and listen to all of those episodes with them. God, it was so much fun to make this with all of them. Um, I love my friends so much. <laughs> it was just so great. Um, really amazing. Uh, thanks to Craig Bartlett for both being on this, uh, podcast and making such a wonderful show. Thanks to everybody who was involved with the making of the show. Thank you for listening. Um, if I took lessons away from this, um, I guess I've got two big ones. I guess they're sort of related. First of all, um, this was so meaningful to me because Hey Arnold has always occupied such a unique and special place for me in that it's been an ep or a, uh, a show I go back to as a, a sort of like refuge and reminder when I need or want sort of revalidation when I want to recenter myself, remember what's important to me, remember the person I want to be and why it's important to continue to strive to be that person. Um, I mentioned it last time, but I, I rediscovered it maybe for the first time in high school. It was there for me um, shortly after college. Um, and then it was there for me again during the pandemic. So some of the darker times of my life, I think in a lot of ways and, um, an unbelievably validating experience for me to return to this show and, and rediscover what's important to me, rediscover what I value, rediscover um, why those things are important to me, why I find them meaningful, why I find them worth sort of striving toward. Um, and I think that um, it's been really special for me to be able to do that. And I'm really thankful to have this show now also to help me do that itself, right? I think I'll continue to return to Hey Arnold throughout my life. And now I've got this to return to as well, right? And to, to remember all of these good times that we all had together. 
to listen to what I thought then compared to what I think now to continue to sort of grow and reevaluate and maybe most importantly reaffirm, right? The, the things about myself that I most want to um, strive toward, that I most want to represent the, the people and the ideas that I love that I want to continue to carry forward. That's been really important to me. And then um, the, the, I guess the last thing is, is just, um, both this show, Hey Arnold, and the show Stoop Kids have been a real inspiration in the importance and meaning of just going out and doing it right. Like it's it's really wild to us, to me at least, that people listen to this because again, that that wasn't really why we did it in the first place. Um, it means so much to me that that people did listen, but we're just people, you know, we don't know anything more than anybody else. So like you can go do this and Hey Arnold itself is just a really great sort of like manifestation of that as well. In the sense that like, these were just a bunch of people who were really passionate and the thing they created is so much bigger than the sum of its parts, right? Like they couldn't have known what they were making and the influence that it would have when they set out making it right. And we certainly didn't know, I didn't know how how meaningful this show was going to turn out to be for me, right? It was just sort of like, it was during the pandemic and I was like, hey, Harold is a show I love. Like, what if we made a podcast about it, you know? Um, and it turned out to be something in my weeks and my years that has been really important for me as a sort of like, again, recentering um, validating experience that reminds me of who I am and what I care about. Um and I didn't intend any of that, right? And so I guess like that's just if if you know again, don't listen to me. I'm not your boss, and I don't know any more than you. But like you can just if you have an idea or if you want to do something, like it will be more than you even think it's going to be, right? Like you can have faith in yourself the way that um, Hey Arnold did, or the way that I guess we did. If you want to be really sentimental about it. And, um, you know, you know, trust yourself, I guess this is sort of getting saccharine fast, but like, you know, like the things you care about are going to, if you care about them, they're going to turn out, you know? Um, and so you don't have to be afraid to just do things like make a podcast or, uh, make a TV show, I guess, um, not to sort of steal valor from Craig and company, but, um, it'll, uh, It'll work out. The kids are going to be all right, I guess. And that includes you, <laughs> dear listener. So uh, those are my big takeaways, I guess. And I, I can't wait to continue to return to this show and this podcast uh, for years and years to come. So thank you so much. Man, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Everyone Harry mentioned, all of the guests, everyone who wrote the show, everyone who was involved with the show, um, Harry and Cody, y'all big time for taking on this big project with me and taking it as far as we did. Uh, I'm still so amazed by that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, so I really loved Hey Arnold as a kid. And I'm thinking back now to our episode zero, where we just talked about what Hey Arnold meant to us as kids and why are we doing the podcast? And um yeah, I had moved to Houston, Texas from Milwaukee, Wisconsin as a kid around that time in fourth grade and was sitting in front of my TV a lot after school watching Hey Arnold, absorbing it, taking in all the character moments and family dynamics and everything. And like 
those years, you know, fourth grade, fifth grade, going into middle school that are so formative as a kid, um, like went through so much just, you know, with friends, with moving, with family, with your, you know, your own stress and coming into your own person and figuring out who you are and what, what is this world that we live in and what is it like to be disillusioned and all of that. And like the characters in the show meant a lot to me watching it then. Um, of course there's just a lot of like fun moments and humor, but all, the core of the show is super emotional and deals with all these really real issues and problems. And even though they're cartoon characters, you can like just feel that these characters are real pe- people and you care for them a lot. Um, and I think in a lot of ways, the characters were aspirational to me then. Um, especially Arnold, his optimism and his love for the people around him, his empathy. Um, and yeah, so like, but I had watched it as a kid and I had not rewatched it. I just knew it held this special place in my heart. And we came into some weird times in 2020 in the pandemic. And we're like, hey, what if we started, you know, virtually watching that show that we loved and talking about it? And so it was this like amazing way to look back at my own childhood and life and like where I am now and where I came from and all of like the stressful moments that were then and aren't anymore or how I've navigated things. But also just like learned a lot about my friends, Harry and Cody, through just like talking about the show. I feel like we learned a lot about each other and our guests too. We got to know so many cool people some of whom we didn't even know before doing this podcast and how awesome that is. Um, but yeah, I think this show just means a lot to a lot of people and um, it was very worthwhile to like go through it episode by episode and see what meant the most to us and what um, we just thought about it every episode and character moments and the fun of it and the, and the heaviness of it. And um it was almost like, yeah, like it was very therapeutic, I guess, just to rewatch this as an adult and talk about it with y'all um, who are also thinking back to when, you know, you first saw it and what it meant to your families and everything like just, yeah. So this was an, an amazing endeavor. Um, and I just wrote down quick uh, aspirational sides of characters that I love. And I, I think any of us can find inspiration in. Um, so many of the characters, but Arnold's optimism, again, and his huge heart and empathy for those people around him, his desire to help people. Uh, Grandpa's humor, who he's like the funniest character of any TV show, I swear. Dan Castellanata is so amazing at reading Grandpa's lines and um, just adds so much vibrancy to the show and so much light to what can be really heavy in the series. Uh, grandma's playfulness and a sense of adventure, Helga's strength and self-awareness, um, and Grant, uh, Gerald's realism. And just like, he's such a good friend. And I don't know, there's all these like amazing characters in the series that, um, yeah, just are inspirational, even though they're little cartoon characters from this show in the nineties. Like, uh, this is just like very, very well done on the writer's part and everyone involved, voice actors, everybody. Um, so yeah, it meant a lot to rewatch it now as an adult and talk about it with y'all. 
And I'm very grateful for the the podcasts and this whole project that we did. So yeah, really, really uh, was quite the time. It really was. Um, yeah, I feel like I've gotten pretty into into bearing my soul the last couple episodes. So I'm going to try to do what I can to reel that back for my own um, emotional sanity. But I think part of what makes something like this so beautiful is the fact that it will eventually come to its natural end. You know, there is, you know, the, the finite nature is some, one of the many, you know, <laughs> one of the many things that drew me to this project in the first place is that, you know, there is, there is a natural conclusion to it. And I do think that there is something, like I said, extremely beautiful about that. I've been not to, you know, say, mean, you know, don't take this the wrong way. I've been looking forward to the conclusion of this because I know there's only a, there's a specific sense of perspective that those of us here specifically on this recording um, will only be able to get the kind of like the the sense of the full extent of what we've done after it's it's behind us. You know what I mean? You know, like the the as we said, like the the daily, not the daily, the weekly. You know, if we've had a, a, a tough week for whatever reason, we had a tough day at work. Um, you know, there are umpteen other things going on in our lives. It can, you know, every so often you play as if like this is, this is another, uh, you know, an obligation for us. And I think, you know, I, again, for better and for worse, obviously, you know, capitalism is, is what it is. You don't have to, we don't have to say that for, again, you, you know, where we stand on all that. Um, but I, I think, you know, the, the scope of this, you with it soon to be in our rear view mirror, us being able to look back of it. Again, I, I really think it'll be super rewarding for us to see just kind of, you know, for us to see Lincoln park, what I've done, um, but what we've done, you know? Um, so that's, I'm, I, it has not really sunk in that we're at where we're at. I'm sure that will sink in eventually. Um, and I'll have a lot of big feelings about that, but, um, you know, that I've, I'm, I'm happy that we've made it this far. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. The scale of this undertaking is uh, is still wild to me. I do feel that I have somehow obtained an even stronger relationship to this particular artistic work. That being the show, Hey Arnold. I came into this thinking about episode zero, um, as as we've been invoking that. I've been, you know, I came into this being extremely open uh, to you know reevaluating and recontextualizing my relationship with this show. Because I knew that there were images and memories, you know, settled in my brain that needed to be dusted off, hadn't been unearthed in years. And I knew that there were some episodes that I hadn't seen at all. Um, and just the ways in which those fit in alongside, you know, my previous understandings of existing episodes, you know, new understandings of episodes that I'm just now seeing for the first time, uh, and how that builds up to the bigger picture and kind of what the end result will be. Again, you know, with that in my rearview mirror, I, I'm really excited to continue exploring that with revisiting the show going forward. Um, and, you know, I, I got way more out of this experience than than I ever thought I did. I, I had high hopes for this and all my expectations got blown out of the water. Um, you know, taking the sort of deep dive that we've been able to over the past two and a half years or so is uh, a privilege I would wish for anyone wanting to examine the relationship with any form of art, whether that's with Hey Arnold or um, or literally anything else. Um, it's it, it was such a, a huge pleasure, and this experience would not have been. I've been saying this uh, over the you know over the course of this episode. We just listed a bunch of guests, um, all the guests, in fact, that have been on this program. This experience would not have been remotely worthwhile if it weren't for the fact that I was taking part in this 
alongside uh, uh, you know Emily, Harry, uh, and Jason as well. You know, all, all of us here um, coming into this. I definitely. I had my apprehensions about it. I had this fear of, you know, like, what if we get started uh, and couldn't, you know, we couldn't make good on our sort of obligation to finish the series. Like that was a big uh, point of anxiety for me. And, you know, thinking about my, my weird sort of bandwidth during um, the kind of height of the pandemic of just like, if I do this, I know I'm going to ask a lot of myself to put forth the best sort of thing, you know, possible, whether it's with production or with, being on mic and insight and things like that. Um, and I you know, was asking myself, is this something that I can commit to other, you know, anxieties of, you know, what if scheduling things is hard? What if we, what if the pandemic magically, magically goes away and we don't have time for this anymore? Um, that didn't necessarily end up happening. The pandemic really sucked, uh, and continues to suck. Um, you know, what if scheduling, but what if scheduling is hard? What if we're unable to, to stream episodes that became an issue for us in, in season five, where we needed to, uh, change those plans, uh, you know, in a certain sense, what if a recent concern, what if, uh, Zencaster, our platform, uh, screws up our audio files, um, fingers crossed that this doesn't get screwed up. Um, but just like all those little things, but the one constant, that uh, I was always able to fall back on is that I am taking part in this with Emily, Harry, and Jason. So therefore, I know we're going to be fine. We're going to get to the places that we need to get to, and we're going to have fun. That was never anything that I had any any concerns about that. So I'm extremely thankful for y'all, really grateful for the work that all y'all have, um, you know, put into this up to this point, Jason, um, with the editing, churning out some... um, I don't, we tried to give you a cushion, but there are some, you know, weird timelines, including, <laughs> including uh, the ones for this episode and the previous episode. Um, not to get, you know, not to pull back the curtain too far, but super appreciative for um, all of Jason's hard work, Emily, with the God tier artwork on our social media uh, accounts, the branding for this podcast uh, is. I, I feel like a, I mean, it's a huge point in feel weird saying selling it, but just like getting people's attention. Um, they stay for, for us, but the fact that our podcast is branded in the way that it is, is, um, such a huge testament to Emily, the, the work that you've been putting in with that. Um, it, it all looks so lovely. Um, and I want to thank you a bunch for that. Uh, and Harry filling in wherever you're needed. I know you don't have a super sexy role like artist or producer or anything like that. Um, but whether it's with, you know, like scheduling things, wrangling guests, um, hopping on the Twitter, if, I'm, you know, unable to because I'm out on assignment or something like that. Um, you know, just having you here as a resource has been super valuable for us uh, as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very thankful for y'all. So, so thank you, thank you for that. Um, and I guess this is where I transition into the end. Unless y'all have anything else, uh, I'm, I'm seeing nods. We're probably uh, at a point where we can't say a whole lot else um, without. Again, getting into those capital B, cap, uh, capital B, capital F, big feelings. So there is one final thank you. It is uh, to those of you listening to this. Uh, this is where we leave you uh, as the world changes, as your, um, how do I want to frame this? As your situation fluctuates, as you maybe gravitate toward a craving for animated programming, for wondrous character journeys, for you know, a particular flavor of nostalgia, just as those of us here did. Um, we hope you seek out Hey Arnold, and we're extremely humbled by and appreciative of those of you who, you know, allowed us and continue to allow us to rediscover Hey Arnold along with you. Um, so once more, thank you for listening to Stoop Kids, a Hey Arnold podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Stoop Kids Pod, and that's kids with a Z. 
This episode was produced by super producer Jason Daphnis, and you can find him on Twitter at Nintendoofus. I've been Cody Narvison. You can find me on Twitter at Cody underscore BH. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Cody. Thanks, Emily. Um, it means so much that that uh, that we got to do this, that um, people seem to respond to it. It really um, it means the world to me. Um, whether we have one listener or a thousand listeners or whatever. Um, thanks so much. Um, and uh, I'm Harry Mack, and you can find me maybe on Twitter at Shiitake Harry. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Uh, love you guys. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been amazing, and uh, yeah, just so worthwhile. I've been Emily Suey. You can find me on Instagram at Emily Suey. Be safe, be respectful, and most of all, be bold. Thanks, everyone.